You're listening to A Dash of Everything, where we talk all things Winston-Salem Dash baseball. Now your hosts, Luke Hallett and Amanda Weaver. We welcome you into the Dash of Everything podcast, the first time in 2021. It's been over 600 days when the Winston-Salem Dash will take the field at Truist Stadium, but it's going to be a great day, May 4th, opening day for the Dash and the Rome Braves. Everyone in the organization is excited. It's going to be a great time. My name's Luke Hallett. I'll be one of your hosts on the Dash of Everything podcast. Amanda Weaver, marketing and social media coordinator, the other host as well. Amanda, I think I just speak for everyone. I'm stoked to be here. Oh, absolutely psyched. I think stoked and psyched are probably the best words we can use for it because excited is not enough. It's crazy. I mean, just the amount of time in between things. We were talking about this before the podcast, just missing the little things. Yeah. The, I mean, like I said, the smell and sounds of a ballpark unmatched in the world. I mean, I don't know anywhere else where you can go and sit and just enjoy where you're at. It's like being in nature with a show. I mean, come on, you can't be beat. That's right. And it's it's fantastic because Truist Stadium is now opening their doors, and they have, you know, limited capacity too, so you'll be, you'll be able to get some of that fan experience still. Yeah. Some fan experience, of course, still observing our COVID policies and all the things with local, state, federal, and MLB guidelines all in place. So, obviously, there are going to be some things where some states are opening up, but we still follow the MLB guidelines of, you know, wearing a mask and social distancing and making sure that our fans have the absolute best experience while still being safe. So, as we mentioned a little bit, my name's Luke Hallett. I'll be the broadcaster for the Dash this year, taking over for Connor Klingon, who took over for Joe Weil, Brian Bush before him. So, I'm happy to be the next, I guess, broadcaster kind of in that role. Amanda, marketing and social media coordinator i guess walk us through kind of what you're in charge of oh gosh get to know Um, the host you know yeah right (laughs) so i end up and get to do all of our social media instagram facebook linkedin um twitter which is always a fun one for me um you get to be a little snarky a little sarcastic get the meme of the day in there sassy absolutely can't forget the memes a little a little gif every now and then Mm -hmm. um yeah spice it up a little so I do all of our social platforms. I also maintain all of our print advertising, digital advertising. Um, Basically, if it has to do anything with marketing, it falls on me, which is really fun um, for me. I kind of get to be a creative in that aspect of it and and have those really great relationships with a lot of our marketing partners Um, and, and just... Yeah, I mean, I, creating the content. Yeah, and it's fun. It's like a very, it's a very fun job. Mm-hmm. Um, I've died did a marketing internship in college, and not nearly as much fun as this job. <laughs> um, I loved my job, loved the people that I worked with, but it is an absolute treat mm-hmm. that I get to have baseball be my job. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up and loving it and being in the field is like just a dream come true. No, absolutely. I mean, that's that's one of the perks of working in sports and baseball. I mean, it feels like you're going into the office every day and you're just you're doing something you really enjoy. Well, and and I think the best part of it is knowing that we're in the memory making business. That's right. That's and, a good way to look at it. And it's so fun to be part of that and mm-hmm. to be an an integral. That was a big SAT word right there. <laughs> wow, um, a vital part of that in in the way that people view their experience and Mm -hmm. you get to be get to be part of that um and you know we've had people come and say oh i was 
at the dash back when it was the warthogs and i had my birthday there and it was the best and yeah. you know you get to be included in those things you know, not always directly but well, sure. yeah well yeah when you're a member of that organization now you get to think back and these people share their memories when they were either the warthogs or or the spirits Spears back in the day yeah way back <laughs> Um, or the dash now, and I think that that's a really cool thing, and that's that's one of the great things that working in this type of environment offers. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, we're looking forward to having guests on this podcast as the season continues. The teaser going forward for another podcast, a pitcher in this organization who's got North Carolina ties. So stay mm-hmm. tuned to see who that might be. Wink, wink. That's right. Working in a once that roster gets announced, whenever that might be. Whenever. He will Might uh, be after we release this podcast. It could be, depending on when this podcast is could released. Could be before our <laughs> release of a podcast, and you'll right. know exactly who we're talking about, and it's not really a sneaky thing anymore. But then it's know. more just doing the math, yeah, putting exactly. two and two together. Yeah, go research. You know, look That's up right. the roster. But we'll have guests throughout the season. Going to be a lot of fun. Players, perhaps some coaches and stuff. It's going to be difficult at first with Zoom and those type of protocols. And I guess that kind of leads us into our next thing we we're going to talk about. The season starting late. A lot of times. May 4th rolls around the dash are really into the the meat of the schedule already and May 4th opening day this year. Yeah, so it's definitely interesting to not be playing around school spring break. That is, you know, across the board minor league, that is like a meet week earlier Mm -hmm. in the season. Kids are out of school. Parents are looking for things for their children to do that is not watching TV or playing sure. video games. Getting out of the ballpark, great way. And it's a great way to do so. And so that's that was an interesting hurdle. Um, we lucked out. The day before, nope, day after opening day is actually a flex day. Oh, okay. Which means our kids are not in school. So it's kind of like a mini spring break right after yeah. opening day. So basically, well, what I'm saying here is that all these parents <coughs> – should bring their children out. <laughs> no better way. Yeah, to opening day. I mean, come on. Who doesn't, first of all, let's talk about this. Opening day is such a, like. It's an experience. Yes, and and we do it big. And Jessica, our director of entertainment and ballpark experience and, and branding, and she kind of does all of the game day things. Does it, <laughs> as she tests the sound. We had a little sound test there. <laughs> Um. Oh my gosh, opening day is absolutely an experience. And Jessica, our director of entertainment and ballpark experience and branding, mm-hmm. works really hard to make opening day an an event. And and we bring in cool things. We've done like a trucks on the warning track before, and all kinds of crazy things that Jessica brings in, and and it's super fun. And so. Getting people here for opening day is you, – you get this really unique experience. You get to be part of it. And especially this year with the, the name change from BB&T to Truist Stadium, this is the first year that they're getting to be in Truist Stadium. And we unveiled a new logo in 2020 that has never seen the field. And so it will be really exciting for fans to get to see the new logo, the new new signage in the stadium. Yeah. The stadium still – basically looks the same but it'll be fun for us to be able to have that new logo on a jersey on the field and fans wearing merchandise with our new logo and all of those things that you kind of just look forward to and kind of take for granted when you don't always have a season you know don't have it for a while and all of a sudden you're like hey wait a minute yeah yeah no it it certainly will change things up and I mean I 
everybody's looking forward to May 4th. I mean, that opening homestand against Rome, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Braves fans, from my understanding, in the area. There are a lot. So I think that it might be a more, you know, divided crowd, I think. There's going to be a lot of Dash fans here, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's a lot of Dash fans wearing Braves jerseys, uh, you know? I believe that. And I also think it'd be really fun, you know, just that camaraderie yeah. of, of a of a sportsmanship or like that um, competitive against each other feeling. Um, Rome is a fantastic organization, and I feel really fortunate that we kind of have some really great relationships with them. Mm-hmm. But we get to be kind of um, we're duking out with them for six games. Yeah, and yeah. we get to duke it out with them on social media for six games, yeah, which for me right. is an absolute joy. That's right. So I get to kind of be sassy and all the things to them because for six games they're. They're at, they're on our turf. That's right. No, they're trying to come in and they're trying to take mm-hmm. six games in six days mm-hmm. against the Dash, and obviously Winston Salem will have something to say about that. Yeah. But yeah, so it'll be very exciting. Looking forward to that. But flash flashing back a little bit back towards the pandemic. We mentioned it a little bit earlier. We'll talk about it a little bit again. When that pandemic hit, I was supposed to be on board. Connor Klingen was supposed to be on board, who was one of the prior hosts of the show. You as well. But things started to fall apart, and really, you as you said three people were holding this organization together essentially while it was all going down. Yeah. I mean, it, it took a toll on our entire industry, not just the dash itself, but the entire minor league and industry. Um, and when the pandemic hit, they, they really did. We basically let all of our staff go, which was really hard. And I know it took a major toll on our leadership at Mm -hmm. the dash. Um, who they, I mean, I know it ate them up for, I mean, I still think it eats them well, it's up tough. because it's I mean, just yeah. so hard. They, you know, you you form relationships and you love your staff and you know you get along and all of the things, and then you have to let them go for reasons that are not their fault. Yeah. And and so I know it weighed really heavy on our executive staff, um, but luckily we've been able to bring in basically all everyone i mean as long as they did not go off and find themselves another job during the pandemic which is absolutely understandable right which you got to do what you got to do exactly and so we've been very fortunate that a lot of our staff has returned um but we've also been able to bring in a lot of really great staff that wasn't part of our team beforehand and so it's really crummy that that happened but we've also been really fortunate in the way that we've been able to bring back our staff full-time and all of those things that some places in the world have not. And so we're we're excited that we've been in that position and, and continue to be in that position of bring, and bringing on new staff that wasn't part of our staff beforehand. And so, um, yeah, that past year was insane running the office. And I wasn't running the office by any means, but they were running the office really with just three people, um, give or take. And so to think that we've been able to still be successful after that is blows my mind, yeah, really. That's because, a, it's a feat. Holy moly. Um, you know, like getting out into the community still this past year and marketing wise was insane. You know, everything immediately switched to digital. Um, social media and all of those things became so vital in the in the process of keeping our yeah. fans in the loop about what was going on because they couldn't be here. No, you're right. Um, and just that process has been it's been 
exciting to move from no fans at all to like, hey, we're going to have fans in the stands mm-hmm. again. It's been exciting to go from we only really use digital to a lot of our other previous platforms with newspaper and magazines that we kind of had to put on hold with our trade partners this past year. Um, and we have really great trade partners who were super understanding when it hit, and we were like, um, s- <laughs> sorry. Um, Once every hundred years type thing comes right, around, you hope that people can be understanding yeah. it's kind of that they were. Yeah, and so we were really fortunate, and, and I'll say that over and over again. Our partners are fantastic. Um, and so, yeah, pandemic hit, and we just kind of tried to keep afloat, but the way that they were able to run our organization until now – has just put us in this great spot for a fantastic 2021 season. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I think the one thing that stood out to me during the time that I've been around in the office with the organization is really that transition to a lot of digital stuff. Game notes that I'll be doing, that's going to be all online now. Stat packs, it's going to be all online now. I, I think it's it's crazy to see that not only has the pandemic tickets, I, I can't believe I almost forgot those, tickets are going to be all online now. Um, or just on the phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's crazy just how everything has shifted just like that pretty much at the snap of a fingers to all digital, all this. And, I mean, it saves printing costs and stuff, but it's just like it, it really just – it's outreach of, of the pandemic continues to find its way to minor league baseball even after it's mostly done. Yeah. You know, we were talking about QR codes. That's right. And that's just another thing. become almost standard in the yeah. world now because, mm-hmm. well, it reduces – you know, you don't have to print a menu and especially in a restaurant, like you don't have to print a menu and then you don't have to, you know, those that have worked in the restaurant industry, I'm speaking to you and you know this, you know this well, you don't have to wipe down the menus. Oh my gosh. It saves you so much time because all people do is pull it up on their phones. And let's be real. People go to restaurants. I say this with love and they're on their phones anyway. Oh yeah. It happens. It happens. And so to be on, to have a menu on your phone, easy, not even really a second thought. Um, for us now to have that ability to just be digital, one, it helps reduce waste in the ballpark. I mean, it helps our janitorial staff not have to clean up so much paper and all of that. But it also is really great because then you don't have to worry about most people have the phone in their hand. You don't have to worry about pulling out tickets, shuffling oh, through yeah. with our partners and our season ticket holders and some of those other people that like actually distribute tickets super easy for them because they don't have to mail a ticket anymore just go straight to your email um obviously you do have the option to print at home if that is your uh, if you gotta get it done yeah yeah if that's if that's how you function and that's how you want things done you absolutely can still print at home but you also have the opportunity and the ability to like not have to worry about your paper yeah which is a dream for me oh my gosh i am the world's biggest um like i just lose things really well mm-hmm. um it's a talent really it's a skill it really is <laughs> i'll put it somewhere and five minutes later i'll go back and i swear it has grown legs and walked away now my mom will say otherwise and she'll be able to find it two seconds later um when i was living at home and you know as a child I would put something down and walk away and be like, Mom, it's not there. And she would walk in and find it. I s- it's always the worst feeling. It's I s- does, does that I've been ha- there. But I can't find anything. But do I get that talent when I become a mom eventually in this lifetime? Maybe? Gosh. I don't know. I like, is that is that just like your immediate? Is that, like a, is that like a gift after you have a baby? You just get the talent? You get the... It's one of those genes that just turns on once you have offspring. Is that it? It might be. I, you know, I never was very good at biology. It could be. I don't know. <laughs> 
More, more, more the journalism <laughs> side on me. Right. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get that either. But I hope maybe it's a trait that I pick up soon. Maybe sooner rather than later. And not just because I have children. <laughs> but right. No, there's a lot of, lot of exciting innovations being brought to the ballpark this year. And, I mean, the lengths that members of the front office staff had to do this season in order to get this season off the ground. I mean, there are so many different things that – you know, members of the front office really had to do to get this in motion. Yeah, there's been some long hours put in by our front office. I mean, long hours. Um, but it's been a welcome challenge to figure out how to um, set up our stadium to allow the most fans as possible because we know that our community wants to be at the ballpark if they're anything like me, they were very tired of being at home. And so b to be able to come out to the ballpark is incredibly exciting. And so we knew that going into it, and we wanted to, to make sure that with, with capacity limits, we were able to have as many people as we can in the ballpark so that they could experience baseball. Baseball, yeah. Just as a whole, you know? Right. Um, and so there's been some long hours put in by our staff, but it's going and is worth it every single minute. And now that we're getting closer to the season, obviously a lot of the, the pandemic is hopefully in the rearview mirror. That's looking like, you know, things are going to start getting better. Eventually things will start getting back to normal. People are getting vaccinated or stuff. But what were some of kind of the, the front office initiatives during the pandemic? What were some of the ways they reached out to the community? Yeah, it was very fun. Um, we did the Hanes t-shirt toss, the free t-shirt toss, um, which they went out into the community and we literally from the backs of trucks through rolled Just up t-shirts. Just hosing other people. And yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I, I brought out my uh, football arm, my Tom Brady <laughs> arm. Um and just soared those things into people's driveways and front yards. Do they have those T-shirt guns? They have it like Hornets games <sighs> no. or at NBA, where they they load them up. I mean, those things like those they, things are supposed to go to the top arena. You I'm, could break a window with those. I'm telling you, that's probably why we don't have one. And they probably <laughs> they could, that's though. probably That'd why they fun. didn't trust me with the gun. <laughs> yeah. Let's be truthful here. If we have one, it's they didn't tell me we did because it's it's not for me. Um, because I would just. Launch it at somebody's oh, window. I would just go at it. Just for, I mean, because I just, how far will this go? That's my mentality. Like, how how far can this At least shoot? to the 200 sections in Spectrum Arena. Yeah, well, um, we probably don't need that from the backs of trucks to people's houses. Probably not, you unless know? you really want to get their attention. I don't know if I want their attention that bad. Mm -hmm. um, we also did ice cream, free ice cream delivery, um, which we went out to communities. And from the trailer, we just handed out ice cream, which we did one. Gosh, a couple weeks ago, and it was incredibly successful. I mean, I was surprised by how many people showed up. Maybe not in a bad way, but, like, it was, like, just very cool to have the community come out and support and be excited. And we were playing music, and they danced in their driveways. We had people come from other streets over That's to the cool. streets that yeah. we were at to get ice cream. And, and it was just – it's such a treat, and I say this in – not just like a punny haha -ha ice cream. I picked up um, on that. Not intentional, but I'll take it. It is a treat to be out in the community and to to be around the people that support us and to give that love and support back to them that isn't necessarily from the ballpark, but us driving through their neighborhoods. Um, it is an absolute treat. 
to see people out and excited for the season to start and to get to meet our fans, not just in the ballpark, but in their driveway. Um, it's very different, you know, because in the oh, ballpark yeah. they're talking about the game and, and they're excited and they're happy to be here. But when you're meeting someone in their driveway, you can just talk about their life and what's going on and yeah. how the pandemic has impacted them and how they're excited to be able to go do something again. And so it was just a different experience than if – we had just been in the ballpark and said hi. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I mean, I, I think that the Dash can be about baseball and be about making memories and experiences, like you said. But when you take away the stadium, when you take away the players, when you take away the managers and even a lot of the front office, you can still reach them on a human level. And it felt like, at least to me, that's really what was happening in a lot of that. Yeah, and I think that that's probably the best thing that we can do as an organization is to reach on the human level because it makes us – real yeah. and it's not this insane like oh it's the dash but it's like oh it's the dash and and there are friends and there are people that care about us yeah. and it's not just this idea of like oh we just go there to watch baseball yeah but it's like dash oh, community fixture exactly i got exactly. you yeah and i mean i think that's one of the things that separates the organization um from perhaps other organizations and i mean we're fortunate in the high a east league there's a lot of great quality organizations in it and the dash certainly are, are proud to be in that for the first season and I think that's it's going to be a, an exciting season going forward and a lot of great on-field product coming too. And I, those rosters are coming in the near future, but uh, it should be an exciting season, no doubt. Yeah, I'm excited for us to get the roster. Some yeah. of these, you know, hopefully big names that we've seen um, and just the idea of, of bringing in a team again and, and to have baseball happen and – I'm excited for, you know, I know you've done a lot of research on the incoming supposed, you know, in case this comes out before we release our roster, supposed incoming team that mm -hmm. we have. And I know you've done a lot of research and, and prepping for that. Yep. Um, what what are you kind of thinking as far as season goes? You know, I think this team is going to be good. I don't think, I, I know, great great hot take off the bat. This team is going to be good. Hot, hot take. I know. <laughs> Strong take yeah, in the first episode of the pod. They're going to be good. They will be good. That is the Luke Hallett take of the first pod. They will be good. Uh, but, no, I think they, they are going to have quality players that have a chance to move up. Realistically, just from the research I've been doing, a lot of the players in the White Sox system that Dash fans are most familiar with are playing with the big league club. They're playing in Chicago, which is what you want. I mean, when you come here and you see these games, it's great to see guys that are here for a couple seasons and are fan favorites and stuff like that. But it's also great to be able to see guys be like, oh, Luis Robert, he could be an all-star. Andrew Vaughn, that's a guy who was a Golden Spikes winner in college who has a chance to come and be a tremendous player for the White Sox organization. You know, you see those guys, and it's cool also. So I think there's going to be a handful of those type of players. There's going to be guys who are coming back for a couple seasons. You know, maybe this is their second season. Maybe it's their third season. And there's going to be guys that are going to be first season here, and they might not be here the whole year because they're going to Birmingham. And maybe they can go to Charlotte from there and at some point play for the big league team. So I think there's a lot of exciting prospects on this team. Uh, I think a lot of them that are going to be more top-notch prospects, top 30 in the MLB, will be guys on the hitting side. I think there will be some good pitchers, obviously, and those guys have easier opportunities to move up through the ranks. Um, but I think it's going to be a good club. I mean, they're going to have a decent balance of hitting and pitching. And I think Ryan Newman's definitely going to be the guy who can pilot them to a winning record. And with no playoffs this year, I mean, it, it's going to be different, but I think they're going to be a well-balanced team, and I think they're going to compete with all 12 of these teams. Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. I'm glad Ryan Newman is coming back. 
and being back with the dash, it'll be a very um, nice welcome home yeah, for him. Of course. Um, but it's definitely going to be interesting with no playoffs this year. Yeah. You know, there's just you can have a winning record, but you know, without those playoffs, things just kind of feel different. Yeah. You know, just the opportunity. To, a lot of times you're chasing that championship yeah. through a season or you're so close and you want to be part of that and, and to not have it is It's a little strange, but I mean I think with the circumstances it makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I guess that'll be a thing and I mean really the purpose of the minor leagues from a player perspective, I mean, if you can go and win the high East League championship, that's awesome. I mean, that's great. They'll hang a banner, you'll get a you know, the the ring, whatever. Um, but I think every player would be like, Hey, if we can improve as a team and make our way to double a that's what you're looking for and that's definitely what the white Sox are looking absolutely for. and i know they they pull good guys within the white Sox organization some really great guys and the opportunity for them to to move up in the ranks is 100 percent the goal obviously i mean it's minor league baseball and your whole goal is to make it to the show mm-hmm. and so um speaking of the show that video game oh yeah the video we have several former dash players in the show. Oh, yeah. And so it's been fun to watch them and to know, like, hey, they they played here, and we got to watch them when they were young and kind of green even. Oh, yeah. Um, to now be really excited for them to be at that major league level. Um, and like you said, watching these guys, they have such an opportunity to be there. We're really fortunate that, you know, our organization does have that ability to bring these really great guys in. Um from a dash standpoint, it's really great fan-wise because it's fun to watch these guys and not just in the aspect of, oh, they're the top 30 prospect, but they are just fun to watch and they're fantastic and they're they're young and they're excited and it's just this really great opportunity for our fan base that, you know, luckily we get to have. No, you're right. I mean, it's cool to be able to see some of those guys, the Roberts, the Vaughns, um, Madrigal. E- Madrigal. I mean, Eloy, even yeah. though he's not playing right now, he's hurt. Um, I mean, it's cool to be able to see some, even the less heralded guys, Danny Mendick. I mean, which, I mean, dancing for dubs, come yeah. on. <laughs> come on. That's right. Are we bringing that back this year, Danny? Wink, wink. Might need to. Well, I'm going to tweet at him. There we go. Get him on the, get a little guest. We'll, we'll figure out the Zoom. Yeah, we'll Zoom him in. That's right. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get his people talking to our people. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll people to people. That's right. Um, no, I mean, even those guys who, I mean, Mendick was a good prospect and he was going to do that, but he wasn't the number one at any time. But so you get guys like that and you get guys who might have a chance to make it to Birmingham, Charlotte, and maybe the pros. And I think it's a tremendous blend. And I think this team will be another example of that. And I think they'll have another opportunity to go out, win some games, compete and get a lot better. And I think Ryan Newman would say, Hey, that sounds like a great plan. And we're going to go out and try and compete and do the best we can. So. Well, I'm excited for that. I'm stoked also. Just that competitive level. So for the season, obviously, um, I am looking forward to popcorn. Um, Of course. We talked about this earlier, the sights and smells of a ballpark. Nothing beats walking in a ballpark, the smell of fresh pop popcorn and hot dogs. I love a ballpark dog. It is. (laughs) People made fun of me. I think hot dogs might be up there on my list of favorite foods. That's up there for me too. I mean, that's not that's not something to be made fun of. That's you should be hailed as a visionary. Thank you. Um, now, hamburgers or hot dogs? I, I if I'm at a game, it's it's hands down a dog. Oh, absolutely. If I'm if I'm grilling out, it might just be a burger, but I'm not sure. Mm. It's a tough cho- if a touch a tough choice, but if I'm at a game, not even close. Not the even dog. Close. Not even close. Um, mine is a hot dog. 
always. I love hot dogs. They they're terrific. They're ter- and, and the best is when they get those little grill marks. So it's like a little. You need the char on out. there. I'm telling you. You need a char. I'm telling you. I love me a hot dog. Um, a good hot dog. Now, Indiana boy over here. That's right. What do you put on your hot dog? See, I am I'm a, a traditionalist. I generally don't put anything on it. Nothing. I'm just, I'm just going straight. Just dog just, just dog bun. Dog and bun. Dog bun eat. Like Joey Chestnut on July 4th. Oh, my gosh. That's you how it don't is. put anything. No, I, I've never been that way. I've never been a big condiment guy, so I've never been. Like, I'll do some barbecue. I'll do some buffalo with stuff, and, you know, I'll, I'll mix and match a couple things. But ketchup and mustard are not as much my speed. Fair enough. I'm a big mustard. Um, Every now and then, some relish. All right. Mustard and relish. You want to get crazy. Not too crazy, though, okay? Um, now, if I want to get crazy, pickled jalapenos. All right. Okay. Give it that kick. You. I'm telling you, ketchup, mustard, pickled jalapenos. When I think of hot dogs at baseball games, Indianapolis, you mentioned it, the Indianapolis Indians are the AAA affiliate of the Pirates there. And they always have a thing where on Mondays, dollar hot dog night. And so my friend had season tickets, so it would mean a couple of my friends from high school. And, I mean, my friend and I, would we'd always go and we'd see who could eat more. And I think – we would always just we'd always get to double digits and then we'd be sore and the only other time i had been was with my grandfather and he took me on a school night back when i was in high school and we went and i had nine hot dogs in the first three innings and he's like i'm cutting you off i'm cutting you off he's like you're gonna puke on the ride home cutting you off so whenever i have fond memories of of dogs at these type of games so i can't wait to just tear into one come opening day we have that promotion well not exactly that promotion we have it's free, free hot, hot dogs. dog tuesday could free, you imagine free you and your friends it would be a dream come true for you guys it really would be i mean which whew. you know honestly same a free hot dog oh my gosh the the little kid in me is so excited now of course we're not having it on opening day mm-hmm. but future tuesdays that's right we will have Free hot dog Tuesday for the first like ninety minutes of the game. That's like into the third inning. I know. You have so much time to eat hot dogs. You, One might say you could eat nine. Eat nine. I've, I'm living proof. Oh my! Which the arteries aren't quite as good as they used to be, but I'm still living proof. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. I mean, I, I live for a free hot dog. That's right. I mean, that that that's another reason to come out to the stadium. It really yeah, is. And I mean, free hot dogs. There, I mean, there's going to be great games. Rome's a terrific team. Absolutely. Braves fans are all around. I mean. This opening week, I really feel like, is going to be the culmination of a lot. Absolutely. Kind of just like things are starting to get back to what they actually are. Oh, uh, first crack the bat, I will cry. <laughs> like, Are we talking like sobbing or are we talking just a couple tears? Uh, you know what? I'm not exactly sure. I think it's going to be in the moment, really what <laughs> yeah. the emotions are feeling. It's just been – we've had so long in between, and there's been so much that has happened that that first crack of a bat – which will be a Rome bat since we are at home. Unless they go, they go down. Uh, unless they go down in in order. You know what? With uh, no contact. I would like three up, three down. Thank you very much. There we go. Um, but I'm prepping for a Rome bat. Well, crack. right. They'll they'll surely get some contact. I'm sure they're a good enough team. I'm sure. I think it's good. Whatever. I'm gonna prep myself for a Rome bat. Mm-hmm. But we'll probably be even more emotional if it's a Winston bat. Oh, that would be crazy! My gosh, I'll be so I'll be standing in the on the concourse, just a hot mess express. If you're here and you see the crying girl, it's me. <laughs> um, it's just it's been so. There's just 
so emotion. much emotion yeah. put into that. And and as a f- you know front office staff, there's so much work that has gone into that that mm-hmm. that to hear things just happen and it be opening day is just this like almost a relief every year yeah, when we get right. to do that. Is this the start and this obvious beginning of our season that it's like here it is yeah. and it's gonna be an emotional moment for not just front office staff but for fans you know to not have had live unless you went to you know a high school or a college game yeah it's not live, professional really right but for a live baseball game to be happening holy guacamole yeah no it's gonna be insane i mean i i feel like i'm gonna be sitting in either this chair or the chair you're sitting in right now and <laughs> I'm going to be taking the first look, and I'm going to be like, oh, you know, Rome grounds out to second, you know, easy play there, dash, take one down. And I'm just going to, like, look over, and I'm going to be like, who is sobbing over them? Like, oh, it's, oh, it's just Amanda. it's just Amanda. Come on. In a ball, in the fetal position on the concourse. <laughs> oh, it's just Amanda. Don't mind her. There's people gathering. We don't know. Oh, okay, it's Amanda. It's, it's everybody's not, fine. It's not a medical emergency. It's just Amanda losing all That's of right. the liquid in her body through tears. Um. But, yeah, it's going to be a really momentous occasion. Yeah. And, we, you know, fans in the stands gets to be part of that, which, golly, a year ago if you had told me, which th- there wouldn't have been stand fans. Fans of the stands. Yeah, that's a tongue twister. It is. If you had told me that, there, you know, we wouldn't have baseball and there wouldn't be fans in the stands, <laughs> I wouldn't have believed you. But a year later, I'm so ready so ready for fans in the stands and baseball and popcorn and a cold beverage of your choice Mm. and you know promotions and all of these things that we missed out last year that we get we get yeah to do this year you're exactly right and i think it's going to be a lot of fun and i think it's i mean it's going to be a a -a one-of-a-kind season but it's going to be a terrific season absolutely and when it comes to the on the field product well you know one of our last talking points we mentioned a little bit what are you kind of looking forward to the most when it comes to on field? I mean, what what's, might stand out to you, like anything you're looking forward to in particular? Well, on field's a little tricky this year as far as promotion goes mm-hmm. since MLB rules is we can't have, you know, fans on the field. But I think one of the biggest things that I always look forward to, and it really is because I love them, is fireworks. Oh, yeah. Um, we have fireworks every Friday, and that is just such a fun time. Um to be here I mean it's it's really a celebration you know when we win it's like an extra oomph of like yeah "Yeah, we just won and we're really excited so here's some fireworks um and so I think that I think that one really across promotions always is my favorite at any stadium um because I love fireworks I love it and so that one's always a really fun one. But as far as some of these other promotions that we're having, um, I'm looking forward to just Dr. Ol the bobblehead giveaway. That's right. That's going to be really popular. I'm pumped for a Dr. Ol bobblehead. They look, in person, fantastic. I. He's got a little s- yellow shirt underneath, right? Yes. Yeah. He just looks he just looks so great and so to you know be able to celebrate the work that he's done throughout the pandemic where you know he was he still does come on facebook live at 10 a.m on thursdays mm-hmm. and and shares what's going on with the coronavirus um even though things seem to be winding down and so it's been very cool for us as 
an organization to to honor him and and be excited for him and fans are excited we have we have had people call us and say i want to come to these games because dr roll is going to be there and it's not <laughs> He's got like his he, own following that's what i'm saying and it's not like you can necessarily go up and meet him and shake his hand and say thank you but i guess <laughs> i just want to be in his you're gonna his go out for the handshake and be like, have you not been listening to what <laughs> yeah, i've right? been saying you know, do you not watch my lives on <laughs> thursday um but i guess the people are just excited to be in his extended presence i guess i don't don't know but it's very exciting and interesting to hear people be so um pumped to be in the stands at the same time as him but it's also very cool that we have that great partnership with wake forest baptist health who has helped us put covid guidelines in place and has helped and you know made videos and and supported content and our team doctors are through wake forest and um or Wake Forest Baptist Health, but, you know, that whole thing, you know. So it's it's very cool that we get to have such a close partnership with them and now that we get to celebrate with the bobblehead. What better way? First 500 fans, right? First 500 hands. First, wow. First 500 hands. First <laughs> 500 fans through the door on Saturday and on Sunday. Okay. So we're so giving about a, about a thousand away. Which will be very cool because, you know, you'll have the opportunity on two separate days. Yeah. So. So get here early. Get here early. Line up six feet away from the person in front of you. Please. And get ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to be exciting. And I I think what I'm most looking forward to when it comes to the players is that first walk-off win at home. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, assuming there will be one, hopefully in the first month, you know, you can get something, an exciting win or, you know, exciting play, big play like that. Because even though it's half capacity or – 48%, whatever it's going to be Mm -hmm. off the bat. Um, I think the crowd is going to make up for the people that aren't here, and I think they're going to be so into it because they're going to be so amped, especially if it's opening night. If it's opening night, it might – the whole place might burn down. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. If it's Um, opening night, I'm going to special request fireworks or something. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do. Opening night will be – if that happens on opening night, it would be unbelievable. Riot in the streets. It would be unbelievable. I mean, that that type of energy in the stadium – by 50%, I think it's going to feel like 100. I really do because I think they're going to come out and I think they're going to be so excited to be back in a ballpark and back doing something that they're going to will them to victory. So I had a strong take earlier by saying this team's going to be good, a stronger take. They will win opening day against Rome. There it is. Y'all heard it here first, opening day. The crowd's going to will them to the win. That's my take. You know what? And I think that you're probably right. We've got some – we really do have some of the best fans in minor league baseball – and I truly believe that they will be the people who will root so loudly that there's no way we can't have a win on opening night. That's right. I like it. I like where the head's at. I like it. I'm ready. I'm ready, ready for opening I'm day. I'm ready for opening day, too. It's going to be a fun one. May 4th, opening day against the Rome Braves. Amanda, it's going to be a lot of fun on that opening day as well as all season long on the podcast. I'm telling you. I can't wait. I'm excited for us to get players in here. I'm excited for us to get guests across the board, not necessarily just players and coaching staff, but maybe some front office staff too that can provide insight and and maybe even provide, you know, guidance if people are looking to even break into this field, which, gosh, is – I've said it before and I'll say it again, probably the best thing in the whole world. To be in this industry is just the best. So maybe we can bring some other people in here and really make it, you know, a little dash of everything. That's right. That's right. There it is. Um, Yeah, there's going to be guests all season long. It's going to be a fun podcast. Amanda, opening day. Let's get after it. See you on the 4th. That's right. 
Opening day on the 4th, the Rome Braves and the Winston-Salem Dash. For Amanda Weaver, Lou Callett, signing off here. Back with you again for the next episode of the Dash of Everything podcast, 2021 edition.